Hello, everybody. I am Larry Gassman, co-chair of Tech Talk and also of Accessible World. And today is the 27th of September, 2021. And we're here to talk a little bit about iOS 15 and new phones and what can be expected. And um, we might even get into some issues with regard to maybe maybe some issues that still need to be solved. Who knows? But but. It's always kind of fun when some a new toy comes out, like a phone, etc., and iOS 15. And um, Jeff Bishop is here to kind of chat us through some of that, and we'll take some questions a little later on. So I say this about every two weeks, but welcome back to Tech Talk, Jeff. Thank you, Larry. Hi, everybody. Uh, all right. Well, today we have a lot to get through, and I'm going to try to do it and leave time for questions, although this might be difficult because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, this is, uh, first of all, I want to start by just saying that I am here representing myself. I am not representing my employer. I work for Microsoft and I'm not representing them tonight. want to make that perfectly clear to everyone here. So let's talk about all things related to Apple and what is new. I am not doing demos tonight. There are plenty of podcasts like on Apple Viz and other places where you can go and download these things. If you wish to to do so, um, I'm going to just try to get through the content and also tell you a little bit of my experiences and and lessons that I've learned um, through the process of beta testing iOS 15 over the summer, um, things that I've noticed, uh, features that I think that you will enjoy, uh, and and we'll go from there. We're going to start with hardware, uh, and and some of this hardware has made it to our house. So uh, at the fall event this year, Apple announced new um, iPhones. There are four of them. Uh, There is the uh, iPhone 13 mini, which is a cute little device. And it's looking like it's getting rave reviews in the area of battery life. It's getting about an hour and a half longer of battery life than the prior model. And um, People are people are really enjoying it. If you like the small form factor of that device, it might be one you might want to look at. The um, iPhone 13 is out. It's also getting um, additional battery life, up to two and a half hours of battery life uh, for that. Um, it's unclear to me from looking, and, and perhaps someone can correct me here, but I believe uh, certain models, uh, I know that the Pro, for example, and the Pro Max are getting two and a half hours of additional battery life. I'm not sure about the standard, just iPhone 13. I don't I believe that it is. I think the only one that is only getting hour, an hour and a half is the mini. Um, now, one might ask, are, should you buy a, a, a new 13 device? So we'll get to the iPads and other things in a minute. Um, I think it depends. It depends on what device you have today. If you have anything less than, say, oh, uh, an, if you have anything less than, say, an 11, then yeah, I think it's worth looking at. Um, if you have an iPhone 11 or an iPhone 12 or Pro or Pro Max phone in that genre, um, then I think you ought to take a look at it. Uh, or, or, or not take a look at it. Um, it the, the big differences are in the area of camera, um, quite a number of camera improvements. But for the things that we do with these phones, 
I don't know that I personally would go. I am not upgrading. I have a, a iPhone 12 Pro Max, and I am not. Now, my wife, she upgraded from an iPhone 11 to a 13. The main reason she did it was because her Apple Care is out. So she wanted to uh, maintain a phone that had support. That might be another reason you might want to consider it. There's the new iPad Mini. Now, this is a cute little device. I will tell you they are very hard to get a hold of. At least they are here uh, in Washington. Uh, if you if you know the Mini, it's, uh, it's very, very similar. Uh, they have moved the volume buttons. Um, there's, the, there's Touch ID in the power button. And... Uh, it's got an A15 chip, just like the iPhone 13. It's an extremely powerful device. Uh, stereo speakers in landscape mode, uh, simulated four-speaker sound. Um, you know, really great battery life, really great device. So if you're interested in that, then um, you know you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna take a look at it. Uh, they sell that, of course, with cellular and non-cellular versions. And then, of course, they finished it all up. Uh, and I'm not doing these in the order in which they, they came in, but they, they also released the new, it's not out yet, but it's coming, the new Series 7 Apple Watch. Again, this is, uh, if, you have, if you have anything prior to, say, uh, uh, prior to a Series 5, like if you have a Series 3 Apple Watch, then this is a no-brainer. It's a must-have upgrade. If you have a Series 5 or 6, then maybe or maybe not. It just depends on what you're, what you want. There's some, there's some new um, health tracking things in it for things like cycling and and uh, but there's no new sensors. Uh, there's it's a brighter display. So uh, if you can if you can see if you have low vision or if you have some vision, that might be of use to you for those of you that that can. Um, but again, this was not. This was not an intriguing event for the Apple Watch. Uh, we were expecting new sensors for things like blood pressure and glucose and things like that. It looks like th- that's coming um, in another year or two. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, the consensus on the event itself, and then we're going to move to iOS 15, but the consensus overall for the event was it was lackluster, meaning that it wasn't. there wasn't really anything except for the iPad mini that jumped out and said, I got to have this. Um, now that's not true for iOS 15. I think that there is um, a lot of things to talk about in the area of iOS 15. So let's talk about this. Who is eligible for iOS 15? Any device that runs iOS 14 will run iOS 15. So this includes the 6S, 7, 8, 10, 11, 12, 13, um, a lot of your iPads, uh, but there's, you know, basically if you have iOS 14 something on your device, it will run 15 and you will not have any issue with it from a performance standpoint. It's really, really great. It's very quick, very efficient. It's, uh, it you shouldn't have any issues with it. I'm going to go through the, the, um, Apple release notes in the order in which they were, um, described. And I'll tell you a little bit about my experiences in each of these features and then we're going to open it up for questions. So let's talk a little bit about what was the main focus of the iOS 15 release? Well, one of the things was focus. We'll get there. But we're first going to talk about FaceTime. Those of you who have used FaceTime will know that FaceTime provides an opportunity for you to either use video 
and audio or just audio to be able to talk to your friends and family. It comes across in really high crystal quality audio. Um, the really, really, really cool thing about this in um, this year is that uh, if you're wearing headphones, uh, you'll get spatial awareness of where people are uh, on the screen. So uh, I've tested this. It actually works. Um, you'll hear people on your left and your right. You'll actually feel like you're in the room with them when you're on a FaceTime call. Uh, so that's kind of neat. Uh, for those people who are not uh, on iOS devices, like Android phones or on a PC or anything of that nature, they can use FaceTime. You can invite them to a FaceTime call. They can do that in a browser and they can connect to you and talk with you on FaceTime. So it's uh, very, very cool. Apple's kind of catching up in this area. They've got uh, isolation mode, so it cuts out background noises and things of that nature when you're on a FaceTime call. Um, some of these features are only in the 10s, the 10R, 11, 12, and 13 devices, not in, in earlier devices. It uses technology that's built into the phones to do that. So some of you may not get those features. Um, lots of graphical stuff here. Lots of things for like if you're in portrait mode, you can focus on you on on your face and things of that nature. Um, grid view, you can see six people at a time. Um, Cool stuff like that. So if you uh, if you do a lot of FaceTime, give it a shot. Put some headphones on. Give it a whirl. There's changes in messages. Um, there's a new shared with you. Uh, people can share content with you. That's everything from photos and pictures and content, websites, all of that stuff. There's new sections to do that. Uh, um, so... Lots of photo stuff here. I'm not going to go into the photo stuff here too much tonight. Um, let's talk about focus. Everyone is familiar with Do Not Disturb. Do Not Disturb is a feature on prior iOS releases where you can turn it on and you basically are are um, only allowing people who you uh, put into your favorites, if you set it up this way, to contact you. Well, focus is, is, a, is, is really a uh, very highly customizable uh, do not disturb mode. In fact, do not disturb mode doesn't really exist. It's known as a focus now. So you, there's a do not disturb focus selection and it's pre-configured for you and you can customize it. But that feature is now known as focus. So you can do things like this. You can say, um, when I'm reading my Bard book, I don't want to be interrupted. I don't want to get any phone calls unless I hear from Jack or uh, Jill Fox, if they call me, no, they wouldn't call me, but let's just pretend that they did. Uh, or if I get a call from Larry or John, and that's the only people I want to hear from. Everybody else can just stay away. I, w I won't get emails. I won't get notifications. You can configure all of this on a, on a per app basis. You can even do things like when I go to the gym, it will automatically know you're at the gym. It will automatically establish a focus for you that you're working out. It will configure your device in such a way that you won't be disturbed. It's got some really great, powerful features in here. Um, extremely customizable. Um, it's, it's really fantastic. It's probably one of the top features in iOS 15, to be honest with you. Um, it uses on-device intelligence to make suggestions to you to how to configure your focus selections. You can hide specific home pages, so you can say, if I'm at work and I have a, I have a work focus, 
then I'm only going to see these apps on my on my home screen and only these pages. So, so you know, if you have lots of games on your device and you don't want to be distracted by those, you can tell it to hide all those things. When you leave home and you get on the bus or you get in the car to go home, then all your games and everything come back to life and you can play them. Very, very, very cool features in that respect. Um, you can even let people know when you're what that you have a specific focus enabled. So if people try to message you, it will alert them that you're at work or you're unavailable because you are using a specific focus. So some really cool features there. Notifications has changed a little bit. There's a new summary notification feature and you can schedule these. It kind of basically groups all of your notifications together in a summarized fashion. You can tell it to display these uh, at specific intervals throughout your day. So if you are um, needing to, to try to lessen the amount of notifications you see throughout your day, then you can do that. It's a really cool feature there. I haven't enabled that one yet myself, but it is one that I'm uh, interested um, in, in reviewing. Um, lots of map changes here. Lots and lots of map changes, especially for those of you who can drive, um, which may not be many of us, but, but if you have a significant other that does, They'll really enjoy some of these features, including things like knowing where accidents are and you can report accidents and do all kinds of cool things with that. Um, Three-dimensional uh, maps, um, much more visual map data, uh, and that's always coming out. In fact, they were announcing some of that today um, with uh, for iOS 15. Safari. Now, this is something you're going to need to be aware of. Safari, which is the browser that comes with iOS, has um, undertaken a significant change in the way that it works. Um, if you've used Safari before, you'll know that the, that the uh, address bar and the, and the controls for the browser are up on the top. Well, now they are, they're at the bottom. Now, you can go into settings in, in Safari, and you go into tabs, and you can tell it to only have one tab, and you can tell it to um, be on the top or the bottom. And so you can make it look like it did before, but by default, the the status bar, the uh, address bar is going to appear at the bottom of the screen instead of at the top. So if you upgrade and you're trying to use Safari, then that's something you're going to be, you know, you're going to want to be aware of. Um, there are tab groups and these can be shared across devices. So if you have an iPhone and an iPad, then you can, you can see that. Um, you can, um, you can cu more customize your start page on Safari. And one of my all-time favorite features is um, in, in iOS 15, this is probably, I think, my second favorite feature in this release, is web extensions for Safari. So, for example, if you're on YouTube, you can go get an extension and it will get rid, all, uh, get rid of all of the YouTube ads for you. And you don't have to buy a YouTube premium subscription. Cool stuff. Um, wish I had known that a month ago when that came out. Because <laughs> I just bought a YouTube premium subscription. But that won't last long because now I can do it without it. Um, so it's very, very cool. And there's extensions for all kinds of things. Tracking uh, coupons when you're shopping. All kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, there's just tons and tons of extensions. Including a 1Password extension that has better autofill and things of that nature. Uh, all of these are accessible. Um, th there's, um, I don't know that all of the extensions are accessible, uh, but 
we'll, we'll have to play with them. There's dozens of them available up on the um, on the Safari extension store. So there's actually a section in the Apple store, in the App Store, for extensions specifically, and you get to it by going into Settings in Safari and then tapping on Extensions. So you'll find them there. You can search using your voice in Safari. So there's now a voice search button up on the address bar, whether that be at the top or the bottom, you'll see it either way. Um, that's pretty much all that's new in Safari. There's all kinds of new features coming in the Wallet app. For those of you that live in California, you can add your COVID vaccination status in the Wallet app. So if you um, have gotten your vaccination, then you can go and add that to your device once iOS 15.1 ships. It's in beta right now. Uh, or you can obtain it via the public beta. But uh, other other states, um, you're going to need to wait a little bit. That's not available to you yet. At least I don't believe it is. You'll need to check. Uh, they've added uh, all kinds of key support for things like cars, hotel rooms, businesses. You can even set up uh, for for getting into your home with a with your iPhone to unlock your doors. All of that's in iOS 15. Um, uh, let's see another uh, hallmark feature in iOS 15, which I think a lot of people who are blind or visually impaired will really enjoy is this new live text feature. And it really does work. We, uh, we have tested it here at our home and, um, it allows you to show your camera to, um, uh, uh, either a, a photo or even a computer screen. And the, the text that it sees on screen will then become available to you to act on. So you can copy it to the clipboard. You can read it. Uh, if there's a phone number on the screen, you can tap on it and it will dial the phone number for you. Um, very, very, very cool feature. There's a great demo up on Apple Viz where, um, where Thomas Domville goes through and, and shows um, how it's utilized. It, it, it even gets things like serial numbers off of devices. Uh, so, for example, uh, we, I had an old Mac here, and I, uh, my, my son took the camera and, and uh, showed the camera the serial number, and it immediately uh, had the text on screen. And we were able to text it directly uh, to, my, to my wife and then to me because uh, I was in the other room, and we were able to then paste it somewhere where it was needed. So it does definitely work. Uh, no, no corrections were required. All of these things, you're going to get hit and miss. It's all based on lighting and all these kinds of things, but it's a, it's a cool, cool feature. It's, you know, think of it like built-in seeing AI, at least for text, right? So um, very, very, very cool. It, you can even have it recognize things like business cards and it can pull all the data out uh of that business card and give you all the data you can you can do with it you know as you will um there's a there's built-in image description features now an image explorer feature where you can you can uh, flick down on an image and open up the image explorer and you can actually look all around on the image it will allow you to navigate and look to see what's at the top left and right and the bottom left and right of an image um it will give you lots of detail that it when it can uh, about the image that you're looking at. A really, really cool feature. Think of it just like seeing AI, but it's built in. 
your mileage may vary. It's done on device, so it's not going out and looking at uh, things like uh, Google or Microsoft servers and things of that nature. So you're not going to get necessarily as robust data because, again, this is happening on your device. It doesn't go out to the cloud to do this. Um, that's one of Apple's big privacy things, right? So this is why it's important to keep that in mind. You're not necessarily going to get the same experience that you would say from seeing AI or other applications, okay? Um, this, that feature, again, requires a 10S or, or, or later to be able to function, and even some of this may require 11 or 12. It depends on the chip that's in the phone itself, okay? Um, you, can even, you can even do web searches uh, and photo searches in your photo library for specific things, and it will go off and look at the photos, and if there's text that's depicted in the in the actual images. It will pull that out and allow you to search based on that. It, it actually tries to find the text. It's extremely powerful, you know, uh, really great stuff. And they don't have to be captioned to do that. It's, it's really, there's some pretty magical stuff going on there. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, let's talk about health a little bit. You know, one of the things that I think people are starting to really recognize is that, is that these devices are becoming extremely important in our lives, whether you have the Apple Watch or not. Your iPhone is also a critical component of, of your health. And Apple continues to innovate in this area. And there's some very, very cool things. I'll, I'm going to point out a couple of things that you're going to want to be aware of here, at least from my experience. And this may be fixed in a later update, but right now there's a bug and I'll tell you about it in just a minute. Um, you can share your health data. So you can, and, and by the way, you can get as granular or as detailed as you want in reference to what data about your health that you share with even, you know, your significant other. Um, it's amazingly great how flexible this is. The big problem though, is that you need someone initially to help you set up at least the first person, or at least to tap on the button. Because right now, voiceover doesn't let you do it. You tap on it, it doesn't do anything. So you have to get someone to, you know, you turn off voiceover. If they tap on the thing that says add, uh, you know, share with person, then you can type in the, the contact and you can add it. Once you do that, then you can independently add as many other people as you want. Uh, the cool thing about this is that you can share everything from your blood pressure to your glucose readings to your weight to uh, basically every every piece of health data that the iPhone can track that's that's in the health app you can share, including all of your lab results that come in automatically if you configure it to do it to do it. Uh, it, it will um, allow you to share all of your lab data with whomever you wish as well. You can also share with your doctor, so you can share all of this health data with your doctor, and it's a great way of automatically getting that data to your doctor to be able for him or her to be able to evaluate how you're doing remotely, especially in this, uh, uh, especially in this day of COVID. Uh, iOS 15 is is really getting smart to uh, about monitoring trends. So, for example, if you get lazy and you're not walking as much on a weekend, trust me, your phone tells you. Um, it's kind of annoying that way, <laughs> but it does, and that's it's kind of good and kind of bad. I guess depends on how you look at it. Um. Walking steadiness. If you have um, 
if you have issues in, in, in uh, walking or being steady on your feet, then your iPhone will detect that and provide alerts for that. So this is another feature in health. Um, you can get some health records like your uh, COVID vaccines and things like that, uh, as long as uh, your provider supports the, some industry standards that the iPhone will support. So you want to check into that in the health app. So there's some cool features there. Um, now, here's one of my favorite features in reference to um, the changes they made in iOS 15. And this has to do with lab results. I don't know how many of you have noticed that when you get your labs, if, even if they're accessible or at least somewhat accessible, they're very hard to read and they're um, very difficult to understand. Uh, unless you're a doctor or unless you have really studied up on these things and know how to read them. I've, I've learned to read mine over time just because I'm, I'm pretty crazy and I do lots of research and I figure it out. But uh, the new health app is going to make this much, much easier. So um, your lab may able to, you may be able to import your, your labs directly into your health app. And now the iPhone will summarize in more, uh, in a more human understandable way the some the lab results that come in from your lab uh and it's accessible too i've actually done it you can actually have it look back at old labs and do that analysis as well so it's very very good it gives you very very good succinct information um something that i think you'll find very good and and useful to you let's talk about the weather uh many of you remember dark sky well dark sky is beginning to be implemented in the weather app apple bought dark dark sky a long time ago and it's now becoming a part of the weather app. Lots of great flexibility here with the weather app, um, including new notifications. Uh, so you'll get real-time notifications on when it starts to rain or snow. Uh, and you can set up multiple cities. So, for example, I can sit here and get notifications. I know when it's raining at, at my house in Tucson uh, or when it's going to rain here. And, and I, I've had a, a number of cities. So it's kind of fun to get those alerts. Um, uh, changes in weather maps, which doesn't really impact us too much. Uh, Siri has offline mode now. So a lot of the questions that you ask your device, it doesn't need to go out to the internet to actually obtain that information. Uh, you can share items. You can say, uh, share this with Jill, and it will automatically know that, you know, what you're looking at and share that item to your friend, Jill. It's kind of cool, a much quicker way of, of sharing information with people. Uh, better context awareness. So, you know, it's more smart about what you're doing on your device. And so you can be more conversational with her. Um, better speech recognition. This is uh, on the 10S and later. So there's some things here too. Uh, we're almost done, but just a few more things here. Uh, iCloud Plus and um, some features related to mail. Hide my email features, some new VPN style protection to allow you to, to make sure that you're not being tracked on the internet. If you're an iCloud uh, subscriber for additional storage, then you're automatically enrolled in iCloud Plus. Uh, if people want to dive deep into that, we can. Uh, tonight, I can give you more details on that. It's a little geeky, so I don't know that I want to spend too much time on it unless people have specific questions. Um, one of the cool things is that there's now mail privacy protection. So uh, a lot of times when you open up a mail message, there's automatically things sent back to the person 
who sent that mail to you to know that you're that you've read their mail. Well, Apple is now turning a lot of that sophistication off for you to protect your privacy. Uh, always looking out for um, you in that respect. Um, that's all, this also happens in Safari as well. Hi, my email allows you to create unique email addresses. So if you uh, want to um, buy something on a website, but you don't want to give them your, your personal email address, you can go quickly create a, a, a temporary email address. You can use that for that, that purchase. It will automatically forward to your real email address and you can get rid of that fake email address at any time. Uh, great way of handling spam. Good stuff. Um, you can, you can, if you have a custom domain, like I have a number of them, and now you can actually configure your device to use your custom domains. Kind of cool stuff. Uh, we've talked a lot about the things under accessibility here: image exploration, uh, voice, Im- voice. Uh, voiceover image descriptions. Um, there's some low vision features to allow you to customize the way a p- text appears on a per app basis. So you can customize that so that if you're in your browser, it looks one way. If you're in your um, app to read a book, it can appear in a different way. Great flexibility here. Uh, one, of, one of the other neat, neat features is uh, a, a mindfulness feature where it allows you to play background sounds, things like ocean sounds and streams and um, white white sound and, and these types of things in the background on your device, especially if you have tinnitus like I do. That really can help you. And you can actually turn these on at night and, and have it play overnight. While, uh, and it plays on your device, so it's not consuming bandwidth to do that. The sounds are on your device. If you use a switch, then you can use sound actions to be able to uh, perform specific things. Uh, if you if you are um, hard of hearing and you have an uh, audiogram available to you, you can import that directly into the iPhone, and then it will adjust the way that uh, that uh, sound is projected into your headphones for better uh, listening. We've had some of these features already, but not an audiogram uh, feature. To, uh, to be able to customize them at that level, which is really fantastic. Um, let's see. Lots of uh, new features and reminders and notes. Um, uh, you can do spatial tracking when you're watching movies. Uh, so when you turn your head, the, the sound of the film changes. I did that on a plane one time and it was a very freaky experience. I don't know that I like that personally, but uh, your mileage may vary on that. So give it a try and um, let me know. Uh, new widgets available and you can cust- you can add widgets on the iPad now and have full flexibility there anywhere you want on the home screen. Um, You can add recovery contacts for your Apple ID, although I have not been able to get that to work, and I'm not sure why that is. So I'm still investigating that personally. Uh, if you're upgrading your device, you get temporary iCloud storage, and you get as much as you need to be able to accomplish that. So if you only have 5 gig, but you, but you have 50 gig of data on your device, then it will give you that 50 gig temporarily while you're transferring to a new device. And I want to talk about one last thing because I think it's something that I think all of you will find really useful. The Find My 
service now allows you to be notified about devices or items that you leave behind. So let's say that you are at a restaurant and you put an air tag on your wallet and you put the wallet on the table and you're done paying and you get up and you leave and you didn't put it back in your pocket. If you had an air tag, air tag on it, it will notify you immediately that you've left it in the restaurant. You can turn around and go get it. Um, this also uh, works with your iPhone. So if you leave your iPhone and you have an Apple watch on your wrist and you leave the iPhone on the table and you walk out to your car, uh, it will tell you that you've left your iPhone in the location and you'll get a ping on your wrist so that you know that you've left your uh, iPhone behind. It's very, very, very cool. It does not tell you that you leave things at your home. So if you leave you know, stuff there and you leave the house, it doesn't tell you that you left it there. It's kind of a smart uh, idea. Although I think I would like it to always notify me, but there's not a way of doing that, unfortunately. There's a lot more in iOS 15. Uh, these are just sort of the highlights. There's, there's literally hundreds of changes in iOS 15. These are uh, probably just the, the you know, biggest highlights that, that we would probably want to cover here tonight. But I'm happy to talk about any feature. I've, I've pretty much tried, I think, almost all of them. There might be one or two that I have not yet uh, played with, but I've pretty much tried them all through the beta testing process. And overall, I would tell you that uh, I would greatly encourage you actually to upgrade to iOS 15 if, you're, if your device supports it. I don't think you'd have any problem whatsoever with it. It's been very, very stable. It's been one of the more stable releases, to be honest with you. Um, there's always a little uh, few gotchas here and here, here and there. There's been um, some people reporting issues with the wallet app. I've not been able to replicate that. There's been it, some issues reported with the app switcher. Um, I have not been able to uh, replicate that. Uh, the um, uh, there is Scott Davert uh, on AppleViz. I'm going to go look right now. What it, um, had suggested to return on, turn uh, off the reduce motion feature because that appears to resolve the issue with the app switcher. So if you have reduce motion enabled, then you might want to turn that off. You may get a little bit less battery life that way, but uh, it, it, it may resolve the issue that um, some are experiencing. I think it's on specific devices or specific configurations. I'm not exactly sure what the cause of some of these issues that people are seeing are, but um, they're not replicatable on, on everyone's device. It's a very strange uh, problem. All right, Ron. Okay, uh, Deborah is first. My question is, it's been asked of me and I don't have a solution. Okay. You used to be able to um, have ask Siri to read, your, read my voicemail. I don't do that, but I, tons of my students have asked. It no longer works. Hmm, that's very, read your voicemail. That's interesting. So you can tell it to read your mail. Um, I, I, I think this is, uh, I personally have not tried it. Uh, I, this may be a carrier thing too. Because a lot of times these, okay. uh, these voicemail things are, are tied into your carrier and they're handled slightly differently. So I don't have an I ha don't have a good answer for you on this, but I'm willing to look into it. Well, I was wondering if it just if possibly it could have something to do with Siri now being on board. No, I don't think so because it, it it's only um, very restricted things that that she can do 
on device. So things like telling okay. you the time, you know, um, uh, so it, she will automatically go out to the internet oh, when she needs right. to, uh-huh. but, um, exactly. uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it's no. not just on device. Siri will work everywhere, but where okay. she can, she will try to do things on device. Like things like asking you the date, you, you can ask her for oh. the date and she doesn't have to go to the internet to get that right. She can, yeah. she knows what the date is based on the clock. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. You did give me a direction and a, and a reasonable, uh, educated guess. Thanks. Yeah, sure. Good luck. Uh, thanks. Okay. Travis is next. Hello, Travis. Well, hey, firsthand, a um, couple of things. I do have iOS 15 on the iPad and iPhone. Okay. Um, one, one thing I noticed, um, if you have the Do Not Disturb focus feature on for the sleep mode when it comes to the uh, white noise like the ocean or the rain, mm-hmm. I think that silence it when the Do Not Disturb kicks on, I've noticed, I think. Oh, that's fascinating. Now, see, that's, sort of, that's kind of odd, isn't it? You would it think seems- that they would... Yeah, that's very strange. Yeah. I have not tried that. That's good feedback. I will uh, I will test that. It, that's probably a bug, I think. Um, probably hey, a bug. Um, I think that would be a bug. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. But on the contrary, I want to tell you, I really do love, truly love the new focus mode. Because first of all, when it comes to the sleep mode, I like how it turns on when your phone is set with the sleep mode and everything mm-hmm. it not only does it to your phone but it also does it to your ipad so you don't have to do everything separately which takes that's longer. correct yeah yep. and i like to because with me working at home depot i like how with my work address being programmed how the work feature turns on when you step in the work and when it shuts off when you leave work so you don't have mm-hmm. to keep changing the time over yeah and the cool thing too travis is that it and will no, it was like, yeah, so you don't have to adjust anything. You don't have to do it all the time or over and over. You don't have to change anything. It just, it does it for you. And yeah. I have certain apps that I want to, that I can view, like some of the news apps. And I mm-hmm. do have my family selected um, so they can ring in case of an urgent situation in the daytime or say in the middle of the night. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. And I and and I think you can also share. You can turn on off whether or not it, the the focus modes are shared across your devices as well. So I yeah. not sure if I caught anything, but nope. I, I I really like how it is, and I think it's super effective. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Travis. Thanks, Travis. Thank you. Lots of hands. Thank you, sir. Okay, Steve Bauer. Hey, Steve. How this is actually Guillermo Robles acting as Steve Bauer. Oh, no, no. We're not talking to you, Guillermo. Oh. You're not Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is always a great presentation. I find it to be extremely thorough. Um, the question I have for you has to do with some uh, navigational issues. I find that sometimes when I'm I'm navigating it, it things just sort of go wonky and 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 uh, focus sort of jumps all over the place. I know that John, uh, Jonathan had offered a feature, something about granting full access to um, the keyboards. I've tried that, and it just seems to just really be jumping around all over the place at times. Have you experienced that? I have, um, and it's inconsistent. It's one of these things that it's really hard to pinpoint as to what's happening. Um, there's also an issue too with uh, people who have purchased iPhone 13, uh, whether that be the 13, the 13 Pro, or the 13 Pro Max. 
especially those with the 120 um, refresh rates. Uh, it, it looks like the zoom feature is also having some scrolling issues with those devices, especially with the higher refresh rates. Um, I, I know from a very, very, very dependable source that, that there's definitely some issues going on there that uh, is causing some focus issues. So I don't have the answers to how to solve those. So, you know, there's always, a, you know, one or two, you know, little glitches that we got to work through when, when new versions come out. But I think overall, it's a pretty solid release. Yeah, I, I, I thought that this would have been fixed uh, after the, yeah, me too. I, I, you know, iOS 14 release. Yep. Yep. But uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks so much like again. It's a little worse. It seems like it's a little worse in 15. Yeah, I feel like it is. And there's yeah, no way. Bit. There's no way around it. Yep. All right. Have a good day. Thank you. Okay. Next, we have a phone call from area code 510. Uh, Steve Mendelson, maybe. Uh, hi, Jeff. Thank you for the presentation. Does either hi, the new hardware or the new software have any implications for Braille support? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I think Braille is pretty... I don't think there's been any changes in Braille. Um, I mean, bug fixes and things of that nature. But uh, I don't recall any specific changes in the area of Braille. I may be wrong about that, but I don't think so. Well, that's reassuring. Thanks very much. Yeah, sure. They always add new devices for Braille, right? So there's a possibility that some new devices got added and things. Like yeah, that. I don't think I saw any on the list. I'm uh, on the yeah, list, but I, I don't think any, so. But they sneak them in, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Hillary is next. Hey, Hillary. Hi. Hi. Um, I have a i I use um, I I updated my iPhone to iOS fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. I, I'm on the iPhone. I have an iPhone 12. Yeah. You can go to 15. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but what happened is <clears throat> um, I use a, I have an app called Voice Changer Plus. Because I oh, use yes. I'm familiar with that. Yes. Myself. VoiceOver, mm-hmm. like, stops working sometimes and I have to do, like, a reset or something. This is interesting, Hillary. Um I don't. I can't tell you specifically on this one. I know that, like the Westminster Chimes app, uh, there are some people who have said that that it is not working uh, on iOS 15, for example. So this may be one of those situations where there's some changes in the in the way that audio is processed on the device, especially in 15, that there may be some uh, issues here. So this is something you're going to want to keep your finger on the pulse on Apple Viz and other places just to. Keep an, you know, keep yourself updated on that. That would be my because, best advice on that. Because I would like to continue using Voice Changer Plus when I get up to iOS 15. Yeah, I still use I, I um Voice Changer Plus. It works on iOS 14. Okay. It works there. So there, I didn't know where it was. Yeah. Uh, it you know, there's a good chance that it might work. You'll um I. I don't know that I have that installed, and plus I'm using my phone for this, so I don't, I don't, because I can't I, test it right now. But I can. Because uh, I have to, no, go ahead. Yeah, I, I so I, I'm not sure, but um, I would recommend posting an, uh, posting an, an, a forum post on AppleViz and asking people if it's working for, for them in iOS 15. That would probably be your best solution for that. A forum post. 
Yeah, on AppleViz. AppleViz. AppleViz, yeah, it's a website. www.appleviz.com. Yeah, dot com. Mm-hmm. And just um, what I... You had, to, you had to create an account, and then you can go post on the forum and ask your question there. So. It's very cool. accessible. Yep. Thank you, Hillary. Thank you. Okay, Deborah Kendrick. Hello, Deborah. Haven't spoken to you in a while. All right. Well, first of all, I want you to know that because your presentation was so stellar, you are forcing me to change my ways. I am always a late adopter of new ideas. No, you're not. Not always, Deborah. (laughs) That is not true. Okay, that is not but I can't wait. I can't wait to get focus mode. Oh my gosh, I didn't know about that until you talked about it. Yes. Yeah. So, but um, uh, so two questions: Is is focus mode going to be hard for me to find? Where is it located? And then, but secondly, the FaceTime uh, sort of stereo thing that you talked about will that work in FaceTime audio or only FaceTime FaceTime? I work in FaceTime audio. I have experienced it myself in FaceTime audio. Awesome. Awesome. So where does one find focus mode? You go into settings and there is a focus button. So you can focus on the focus button. (laughs) Oh my golly, good gosh. I can't wait. Because you know what the most annoying thing on the planet is? Is 22,000 clubhouse notifications when you're trying to read a book. There you oh, go. well, you could turn yeah. off notifications in Clubhouse I know. if you would like. I know, oh, yeah. I know, but, but I there like is the that, You could also delete the Clubhouse app. That also gets rid and of them. And there That's is right. that, too. <laughs> <laughs> there are solutions right. to that problem, Deborah. <laughs> yeah. And then you can focus you. on what you want to focus on. Then you can focus That's on right. what you want to focus yeah. on yeah. with your focus. <laughs> And 40, if you have blue. a focus, if you have a focus, that's right. You can focus. That's with right. Your focus. Or your focus okay, routine I'm... or, you know, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, heads up, Jeff, because I'm about to issue another invitation for you because I know you just don't get enough oh, chances are you? to speak. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah, fine. So I'm, I'm leaving now. I mean, I'm not leaving, but I'm muting for the next person. Oh, that, that, that's fine. I, I, I'm okay, afraid thanks. now, Deborah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, Jenna is next. Uh, Do you know anything about a glitch where Siri will not tell you the battery status of of your AirPods or your Apple Watch? Oh, no, that's interesting. There's a couple Uh, of us who are having that problem. Yeah, I have seen it. I have actually seen it even before iOS 15. And Hmm. I've, um, I've also seen it where the widget because uh, there's a battery widget, right? So you can add the battery widget to your home screen and it mm-hmm. was, it's supposed to show you the current status of devices that are Bluetooth to your, like your, you know, your AirPods and AirPods pro and you know, whatever else it might be able to find. And I have even seen that widget not show uh, battery status. So I don't know what's going on there. So I don't have an answer for you on this it's, uh, except to say that, I have seen this myself. Um, uh, sometimes it won't tell me the battery status on my watch. Um, I've even used Siri on the watch, and sometimes she doesn't uh, figure it out. It's, it's it's one of those things that that you know, uh, <laughs> one of those mysteries in life. I think. Okay, 
All right. Well, Sorry about that. Yeah, that's okay. Thank you. You're welcome, Jenna. Okay, next is Deborah's iPhone. Deborah's iPhone. Just wanted to make a quick um, note that for everybody to know that although I mentioned about um, the voicemail, um, if you have a Dexcom, so it's specific for Dexcom people, okay. if you have it set up, hey, your Hey Siri thing to give you your glucose. Yes. Um, it works now. It probably did not work for about a half a day. And I think Dexcom got right on it and put out messages that it was working. And, and it is, in fact, working. Okay, that's so good. So you can go, hey, Siri, yes. Great, good. Thank Alrighty. you. Uh-huh. Okay, Martin. Hello, Martin. Okay, I wanted to ask you about the um, thing you mentioned about voices in the ba- or music or sounds in the background of your phone. Is that Would that work on iPhone 8 or only on the more later phones? Uh, that is a great question. I believe that it will. I don't think this is something that is going to require, you know, one of the newer chips. So it should. Uh, I didn't see any restriction to that. No, I, I think I, I think that should work for you, Martin. Where, where would I find that to do that? Um, I'll tell you what. Let me take another person, and I will look as I am talking, because that way I'm not sitting here just searching for it. I know it's under settings, accessibility, and believe it's under audio. But while I am looking, if you want to just stay tuned, Martin, I will get you an answer on that. Um, but I need to find it and I'll get you the steps here in just a minute. So just uh, hang in there. We'll take another person and I'll answer that while I'm looking. I'm going to multitask is what I'm going to do. So do we want to go to the next one, Ron? Okay, it's uh, phone user area code 207. Um, hi, Jeff and everyone. This is Margaret up in Maine. Um, hi, Margaret. Great pre- hi. Great presentation. Um, I suspect the answer to this is no, but I have to ask anyway. Um, I In the live text feature, is there any yeah. slight possibility that it would read um, the ever-unpopular scanned PDFs that we all struggle with so much? So it does not allow you to do something like you, there, there, there is a chance because you could potentially try showing it through the image uh, explorer feature. That might be a possibility for you. I think I would rely on something like Envision or uh, mm-hmm. Seeing AI or any number of apps. Um, I think I, I think you're going to get better results doing that with a whole document. Yeah. Um, so- basically but but you know what but you know what it's i i wouldn't put it past it if it could do it to be honest with you um uh, the built-in ocr capabilities of the iphone are pretty rich so i think i think that you would um i think you'd be okay but uh but i can't guarantee it oh no sure great well even even a possibility is heartening thanks so much yeah you bet Okay, Judy is next. 
Jeff, I am clinging to my iPhone 8 because I'm a scaredy cat. Home button is what you like. Uh, yes. And I'm thinking maybe my next step is the SE20 because that's going to be a much better processor. If I'm not willing to go to all the face recognition, would that be a sensible move? Well, listen, or I can you even SE- contemplate yeah. well, such a stupid thing? No, 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 no. <laughs> No, listen, this is a very personal choice and you have to evaluate it for what your needs are. And um, the, the only complaint that I have heard about the SE, the SE is a great device. The SE second generation is a great device. The only complaint that I have heard, and this may not be an issue for you because depending upon your environment and everything, it may not be that big of a deal for you, is the battery life of the device. It doesn't necessarily last as long as say, you know, the iPhone, the larger iPhones, Right. Because it's a smaller device, right? It's got it. it it's it's uh, it's right, smaller, right? So, but it's so the equivalent other, of an eleven, that, right? Is it? Uh, it's the equivalent of an. It has a processor. It's like a five-inch phone, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, the processor is like an eleven. Yes, the size, okay. the form factor is smaller though. Yeah. Okay. It's, it, 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 it's it's meant for you know women who have small pockets. Which, by the way, I think you guys should have bigger pockets. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> So all clothes should have bigger pockets. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> okay, Martin. Um, if you want to turn on these sounds, you're going to go to hearing, and then you're going to go to audio visual, and then you're going to go to background sounds, and you're going to turn them on, and then you can listen to your background sounds. So there you go. See, multitasking at its best. Who else we got, Ron? Okay, Myra. I just want to say before I ask my question that I have an SC. And what I do when I'm out and about, I turn off my Bluetooth. So so the battery lasts a little longer. Yeah, you can put it in lower power mode as well. Yeah. Uh, there's all kinds of things that you can do to actually conserve better battery on the device. If you're not near yeah. a Wi-Fi connection, you could turn Wi-Fi off so it's not constantly looking. Um, make sure your brightness is all the way down to zero, especially if you are uh, just turning and turning screen curtain on is not going to be enough. You want to make sure your brightness is turned down. That will t- do a lot of things for you in reference to that. Ah, so, good tips. Okay. Yep. Yep. So now this email, um, email. I, I, yes. Yeah. I'm having trouble with it. It's a little different. And, um, which email okay. client are you using? Are you using the mail app or Outlook? What are you using? Outlook Express. I think Outlook. On your phone? I'm not even sure. I don't know. Okay. So are we talking um, about are we talking about the mail on your phone or mail on your computer? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The mail on my phone. Okay. Um, okay. I downloaded the fifteen. The okay. um the latest app. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and so when I do a new email, yep. now I find that I have a draft and it's saying a, a certain word. Uh, every time I go to do a new email, it, it says this certain word, female in this case, and draft. How do mm-hmm. I delete that? Am I making myself clear? Uh, I think we would have to work with you on this specifically. I, I, in this case, I probably would direct you to the Apple accessibility line to see if they can help you sort that one out. It's very unique. 
So um, I don't know that I have an answer for you tonight on that one. Uh But it's, it's very hard to delete that draft. Yeah. So what you, so, so what, so what you can do is just a second. Let me get into, I use a different uh, client for mail, but let me get in here. I will see if I can do this really quickly here. So, there, uh, if you if you are in your mail app, there is a button on the lower right hand corner of the screen that will say, um, it will say drafts. And then in my case, I have one draft in progress. If I double tap on that, then it it will actually show the draft, and I can I can go up here, and I can I can. Uh, Let's see if I can get rid of it here easily. I may not be able to. Let me see here. All right. So the better way to do this um, is to, there's a compose button on your screen. If you double tap and hold on that, it brings up a list of those messages that are currently in draft. Then you can delete them. So that might be a solution to your problem here. So you, for example, I have... So, so I, yeah, so there's a compose button. If you double tap and hold on it, it will then bring up your list of draft messages. And then you can uh, highlight it, flick down to trash message and double tap on it. In fact, I just did that right now on one because I don't need it. So that should be what you would need to do. Where would I find the compose button in the mail? In the mail app. On the bottom right hand corner of the screen, there's a compose button. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome. And we've reached the end of the questions. It's been a terrific hour. Boy, a busy one, too. Got a lot of stuff packed into that hour. And, uh, Jeff, why don't we have you give your contact information for people? Sure. If you have more questions, uh, I can't promise, uh, you know, an instant response, but I'll try to get back to you as quickly as I can. You can tweet me at Jeff Bishop, J-E-F-F-B-I-S-H-O-P, or you can send me an email at Jeff, that's J-E-F-F, at JeffBishop.com, J-E-F-F-B-I-S-H-O-P.com, and I'm happy to help you when I can. Thanks, everybody. Good stuff. Thanks so much, Jeff. Great job, Jeff. Thanks a bunch. Yeah. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit about NVDA. We haven't done it in a couple of years. Uh, Quentin Christensen, who has come to Tech Talk in prior years from Australia, I believe, will be coming again. And he'll talk about the new innovations in in NVDA, etc. So if you use that screen reader, we invite you to tell your friends and join us next week on Tech Talk.